0: Do you ever feel like Alexander in the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day? There's a lot of things that can consist of a bad day. Sometimes, in retrospect, they're very trivial. Sometimes they're monumental in terms of tragic and and trauma, and all the way in between. How we define a bad day all over the place. Maybe you're somebody in season five of American Idol and you got voted off, and next thing you know, they're showing your journey to Daniel Powder's um, Bad Day song, which, when I'm having a bad day and I listen to that song kind of makes me feel better. But sometimes listening to music like that makes you almost feel worse, just adds to it, right? How do you get out of a very terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day? Well, let me tell you, there's one place to go. I am going to explain why I'm speaking of a bad day because I've kind of had a series of bad days and there are moments where there's balance between some things that go bad and things that go good and then the next day something bad would happen and I was just feeling super stressed when today everything that could go wrong was going wrong again for a second time. It happened on last Friday, and then it happened again. And so I was having a bad day because it started off with getting hacked. Yeah, hacked, and I fell for it. I know everyone's like, oh my gosh, why did you do that? Because sometimes things make sense to you in a moment. And when you're already a little bit stressed out and somebody calls and they seem like they're making sense and they're talking about something that's valuable to you or important to you or necessary, whatever, and it was bad timing for me. Great timing for the hacker. And then it just escalated. It escalated from when actually that happened on a Tuesday, and on Friday is when I figured it out. And that was the bad day. And it just got worse. But then I would put it into perspective, and I'm like, okay, I got hacked. I didn't get killed. I'm not in the hospital. I didn't, my house didn't burn down. My car wasn't totaled. There's, I, I'm not really out any money because I figured it out and that all got fixed. So is it really that bad of a day? And I gotta be honest, I was struggling to get over it. And so few days went by and there was some good stuff in there like church. Church was a good day. Lots of good stuff in church. We got a new associate pastor and he had his first sermon and I was excited. There was high-fiving and then Monday comes. Yeah, like as if Mondays aren't all bad days, right? That's not true. Sometimes Mondays aren't. I used to do a webinar called Maker Monday at my former workplace and I loved Mondays because of that. And um sometimes Mondays fun like when you go out to lunch with your family on a Monday that's super fun. But today there was all kinds of other stuff that was going on and I just couldn't shake another bad day. And so I had a meeting at church. I am the chair of the evangelism committee. And I bet all of you right now are saying, oh, I bet you're awesome. Like, you know, you have a podcast and you talk about Jesus and you love Jesus. I am the worst. I do everything administratively wrong. I rarely come to the meeting prepared. I have to like fake it till till I make it. But the people who sit on that committee amazeballs, like they are the bomb.com. They are people who love Jesus, who care, who want to make a difference, who get excited about stuff, and they're wonderful. And they all are like, Chris, you're doing great. Chrissy, we love you. We voted you in for 12 years. Yeah, Brian, I'm going to kill you. That's a joke, everybody. Don't like say, don't call like, I don't even know who you would call for podcasting um, violation, but that's a joke. I love Brian, but that's what Brian said, that he thought he's being real funny. I just wanted to punch him because I know my weaknesses. And so anyways, usually before we start an evangelism meeting, you start with some sort of devotion. And it's true. Where where do you go for inspiration if you're having a bad day? Do you call a friend? Do you call your mom? I wish I could call my mom. That would have been amazing. I wish I could go see my mom at Rock Haven Nursing Home, even in the height of her Lewy body's dementia, because I would go there and I would say, Mom, I had a bad day. And somehow, even in not fully comprehending everything I said, I think she knew and she would smile or she would touch my hand or she would just kiss my face and it would be all better. So somehow if you have your mom still around, like call her, tell her all your stuff because moms really do care. Um, I have an adult in my life I call often Junebug, and she's amazing. So I love to occasionally call my adult and say, oh, I just want to call and complain. I want to call and just hear your voice because you are somebody that gives me reason and makes me feel good about myself. So sometimes we go to friends and family and reliable humans. Um, I often go to people who share my faith, Because anybody who's willing to pray for me, thank you, Amy and Judy and Susie and Susie and Emma and so many people out there who are willing to pray. My whole Thursday night Bible study group. Aces, let me just tell you. So cool. And I just appreciate that, right? And so that is often where we go. And sometimes we go to like devotions or self-help books or things like that. And, you know, sometimes you can just, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps or, you know, um, oh, what are some of the other phrases, you know, um, one day at a time and, you know, fake it till you make it or, you know, hang in there. Um, You got this. Some of those kinds of things, right? Well, I needed more. I needed stronger. And so I thought grab your Bible because that is the Word of God. That is where you are going to get true hope, true love, true faith, true confidence, true everything in the Bible. And I knew the Psalms were phenomenal. Like they are like these, I I won't say short because I think it's Psalm 119 that like rambles on forever. I'm not 100% sure of that. I'll check on the break. But I knew the Psalms usually have that mixed emotion of a little bit of everything in it. And that's where I went. Psalm 119 has a hundred and seventy six verses. I mean come on now that is a lot to ponder and a lot to write down. So the Psalms are thought to be written by David like lots of them are known to be written by David, some by Solomon and some perhaps by an unknown author that we don't know but they certainly speak the Word of God and the one that I, I, I I'm a big highlighter of a Bible whenever I read it. And there's um I jokingly say I have the Lutheran Bible. It's called the Concordia Self-Study Bible, the New International Version. And Concordia Publishing House put out this study Bible, and the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod is a fan of the Concordia Publishing House. So that's why I say it's the Lutheran Bible. But the NIV is the new international version, and there's lots and lots of versions of the Bible. Same story, same Word of God, translated as best as people can to the original Hebrew and the Greek, where the Word of God was written down and began to be, you know, printed and published and sent out. So now there's lots and lots of versions, but the new international version, not even really new anymore, which is hilarious. I think it came out in the seventies. Somebody can let me know if that's not correct. I'm just guessing, but I'm a big highlighter of my Bible and I will share the parts that I highlighted. But first I want to read you Psalm 34 in the new international version. And it says, "Of da- this is just a, a little note of David when he pretended to be insane before Abimelech, Abimelech, who drove him away and he left. Funny story, we'll get back to that. So Psalm 34, I will extol the Lord all the times. His praise will always be on my lips The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him lack nothing. The lion may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, my children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking lies. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil, to cut off the memory of them to cut off the memory of them from the earth the righteous cry out and the lord hears them he delivers them from all their troubles the lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit a righteous man may have many troubles but the Delo- but the lord the lord oops the lord delivers him from them all He protects all his bones. Not one of them will be broken. Evil will slay the wicked. The foes of the righteous will be condemned. The Lord redeems his servants. No one will be condemned who takes refuge in him. Good stuff, am I right? When I grabbed my Bible and sort of quick looked through the Psalms and saw that Psalm 34 was highlighted quite a bit, and I will tell you in pink, yellow, and blue. And there's, I believe there's two different kinds of yellow. So clearly, I rarely ever have four highlighters of color all at the same time. So I think on different times I read it, each time I was using that particular highlighter and that's what stuck out to me. That's the cool part. Like you can, like I can probably read this again. Sorry about that. And another thing will stick out. That's all there is to it. And then you highlight it up and maybe if you are like my mom, you write a little note in the side. I'm all about that. And um, I just need to do it more because this word of God is living and breathing, and it talks to you, it it sings to you, it just speaks right to your heart. And so I just would encourage it. And sometimes the Psalms are a perfect place to go, because I guarantee there's something in each and every one that will resonate with you. And so just to start off, though, as I was reading, I will hold on. Let's just quick talk about David and that whole when he pretended to be insane. If you go to First Samuel 21, 10 through 15, Samuel goes before this king, and he's already in trouble with Saul, who is a king and has sadly gone bad. And David is next in line to be king. Saul's for sure wanting to kill David. And so now David's in front of this other king. And these guys are sort of bragging on him, but he's afraid that this king is going to get jealous of him. So All of a sudden he starts acting like a madman. He just starts salivating and like drooling down his beard and like marking up the walls and just being a a ding-dong. And the guy's like, Yeah, why'd you bring this madman here? Like, get him out of here. And so that's sort of where he's at. And David is basically saying, like, yay, God, you saved me from what could have been a really bad day like how I threw that in. So it says, I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. My soul will boast in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant and their faces are never covered with shame. When we, when we seek the Lord, he does solve our problems. And that isn't, that isn't sort of like prosperity gospel that says, you know, everything's going to be great if you love Jesus. No, we're going to have bad days. We're going to even have bad days when we seek the Lord, but he's there and the problem will get solved or he'll walk through it with you. And so what stuck out to me was I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all his foes. So then it says, this poor man called and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all his troubles. The interesting thing here is sometimes when they talk about poor, they're not necessarily referring to somebody that doesn't have any possessions as much as somebody who is in need of God, is lacking God's presence. I would suggest if you read this to then also go to Matthew chapter 5. It's the sermon called the Beatitudes. And you, you're probably familiar when um, Jesus went on a mountain and he started to preach to everybody. And he says, blessed are the poor in spirit for those is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. And blessed are you when people insult you. Very interesting because this psalm has a lot of those things in it. And you know, that's not ironic in any way, shape or form. God is the author of the psalm and he's the author of that sermon as well. I also highlighted the verse that said, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Like, sometimes that seems weird, like taste and see. But when we are blessed to have breakfast, lunch, and supper... That is definitely tasting that the Lord is good. If you've ever had really super delicious anything, sometimes I make a joke and some people find it blasphemous. I think it's funny to eat something and be like, oh my gosh, that tastes like Jesus. Because it's so delicious. And only something that delicious could possibly be from God. Taste and see. We will later learn that Jesus would break bread and give wine to his disciples and say, this is my body given for you. This is my blood shed for you. Eat and drink this for our salvation. Like this is tasting that the Lord is good. And see that the Lord is good. Boy, if you're having a bad day, put it into perspective and also look for the good. That is super important. Mr. Rogers said that his mom, anytime there was anything that was on TV or in the newspaper that showed tragedy he said his mom would tell him to look for the helpers and when you do you see lots and lots of good in there in these crazy tragic times that we are in we must look for the good we must taste and see that the lord is good it also talks about the fear of the Lord. Fear the Lord, you saints, for those who fear him lack nothing. And it's not fear that means to be afraid of God. Although, I mean, we could be afraid of God. God has the power to, you know, squash us like a bug. He's not mean and ugly and evil he is good so any time in the bible where god does squash somebody like a bug they're bad they're sinful they're beyond any kind of repentance it's hard to explain but sometimes i explain it like the ocean or a mountain like Do you kind of fear an ocean and kind of fear a mountain? And yet that same fear can be described as awe, like you are in shock and awe of this magnificent thing. We are in fear and awe of the almightiness of God. I love that, and I love that lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, my children, listen to me. I will teach you that fear of the Lord, and I think the more that you dig deep, which is super Christian-y to say, dig deep, but the more you seriously read the Bible, the more you listen to others who have read it and talk about it and new people who read it and and are moved in a different way. And the more we discuss and say, "Well, well, I think this means this. And I think this means that. And let's see what the Hebrew word is and the Greek word is. And let's, you know, break it down to the history and let's talk about this, that, and the other thing. And what moved you and, and how the Holy Spirit guides you to understand and really discuss these things. And so that's where we learn the fear of the Lord, where we learn how to understand that God is so, so good. Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking lies. Whoa guilty as charged. As I admit in this evangelism meeting that I dropped the F-bomb like 80 times today, who tells the associate pastor that? Who's brand new? His eyes didn't bug out of his head either. I think he had me pegged as kind of one of those F-bomb girls. I'm kidding. I don't think he had me pegged at all. I think he looked upon me with absolute compassion and understanding, like, yeah, I get it. We all have bad days. I bet he doesn't say bad words, though. A couple quick things about my podcast. One is I don't claim to be a theologian or a pastor or have any kind of um, education in theology. I only dream of having a Master's of Divinity in much to go with that I'm a lover of the Bible I'm a lover of Jesus Christ and I just want people to know my friend Jesus I want them to know my God who is so amazing and so I giggle because I do this podcast mostly for my sister Susie Susie I love you so much thanks for listening And for those of you who continue to listen, and maybe Pastor Mark, if you do decide to listen, shout out to you on your first time listening. Congratulations, Judy, Phyllis, Brian, Bob, Becca, two Beccas actually listen, Amy, huge credit to you because I know that sometimes I just drive you nuts, but you are my God girl that is always by my side good stuff right i like to throw out shout outs um leah whoa hey you guys my friend leah love her pray she's going to be the next ufc champ and i'm so excited she fights in october for the start of this next journey yay exciting stuff right so long story short i do it for all those people and probably many more of you and what i mean by many more of you is the other six people who listen but I like it. I like it because it means something to a f- handful of you, and that's important to me. And it's important for me to hope that somebody I don't even know, and I will never find out that they listen, listened and came to know Jesus. That's for Jesus to do all the saving. It's just for me to do the sharing. We have a mission statement at our church, and it cracks me up because I could never remember. Exactly what it was until I figured out it's kind of like a GPS that puts people in the right direction. We grow in point two and share with all the love of Christ Jesus. Super cool. I know there's other churches that have cool ones too, but I think ours is real good. And now we just need to follow it. All that for what? Oh, to say that this podcast is really poorly made. That's because I do my best. And I hate editing, so if I cough <clears throat> like that, I don't edit it out. Because you know what? People cough. If something falls down off my desk and you hear a clunk or a clank, or you hear like my tongue gets stuck to the roof of my mouth, or if I jokingly say that I have Cirque de Soleil in my mouth, which just means it's like an entire circus happening in my mouth, and then I mix the words up it happens, right? So what I do to try to alleviate some of that is I record in little short sessions, and then I piece them all together. And when I say I do, the app does it for me. But I name them. So I tell you all of that to say that last little section I called fear and F-bombs. Because who even as a Christian, admits that you drop the F word. I do it and I am embarrassed a little bit and kind of not. I mean, I don't know. Is it a bad word if you say it and it doesn't hurt anybody's feelings? I don't know. Am I hurting God's feelings by saying this word or is he just so understanding that I'm frustrated? I wonder if the disciples used bad language, I really do. I'm not kidding yet. I think they did because it did say Peter cursed when like the third person asked him if he knew Jesus and he cursed and said like, no, I don't know him, but I wonder how bad it was. I'm just saying I'd love to have that conversation with anybody who wants to go off the chain and have it. Next back to the scripture is Remember that was keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking lies. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. That was the turning point in my bad day, is turning from evil and seeking peace was part of coming to to the understanding of where somebody else was at with their bad day, where somebody else was in terms of how they were responding to what was going on and having some compassion. And boy, do we not do that very often. And when I say we, I mean me. I can't tell you how many times I have not thought about where this other person is coming from in whether it's a verbal fight or an email um confrontation or dispute or anything um road rage or when you go to a store and somebody's all crabby at you who knows but if we turn from the evil and do good and if we seek peace, and pursue it. That is what this psalm is saying. And doesn't that sound a lot like what Jesus says? When you go to the red letters of the Bible, you know, those are the ones that um, denote what Jesus is saying. Those are the ones that are highlighted in red. Not really highlighted in red. The letters are written in red because those are supposedly the words that and i said supposedly but those are the words that jesus says like you know it's putting jesus in quotations clearly he wants us to turn from evil and do good the eyes of the lord are on the righteous and he hears and his ears are attentive to their cry so he hears our cry the face of the Lord is against those who do evil, to cut off the memory of them from the earth. So even though somebody who's being mean to you, seems like they have the upper hand, that bully seems like he, he, they're getting away with it, God is against the evil, and he's going to cut the memory of them from the earth. Well, that is pretty harsh, right? But the righteous cry out, and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from their trouble. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and save those who are crushed in spirit. Boy, there's a lot of things that break our hearts. Probably the biggest one, one of the biggest, is when somebody that we love dies. I feel like Psalm 34, verse 18, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and save those who are crushed in spirit, is a great verse to share with somebody who has just lost a loved one. It's also great for somebody who just got dumped by their significant other. Ouch, right? A righteous man may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. You had a bad day, right? Yeah. Doesn't mean that God isn't there. He's right there with you. And he delivers us from all of the trouble, whether it's tiny or it's huge. He protects all his bones. Not one of them will be broken. Evil will slay the wicked. The foes of the righteous will be condemned. The Lord redeems his servants. No one will be condemned who takes refuge in him so there you have it we get to go and find refuge in god and when i did that today in ter- and i'm that, that doesn't make it sound like oh look at me i did that today i just meant i knew i needed something stronger right it's like you get up in the morning And you know, you are just exhausted and you're like, yeah, the orange juice just isn't going to cut it. I'm going to get me like a double latte, extra espresso. (laughs) It's not espresso, it's espresso. I don't even know. I don't drink coffee, but my mom did and she loved it. And Susie drinks coffee and she loves it. And sometimes they just ate the coffee grounds. It was so gross. I'm joking. They did never do that. <laughs> How funny is that? Are you literally picturing my mom and my sister eating coffee grounds? Gross. That is super funny, though. Anyways, maybe nobody else is laughing, but I know you are. Um, and my mom probably finds that hilarious, too. My dad could totally tell that joke, though, and pull it off. I have to tell on myself instantaneously. But the truth is, sometimes you need something stronger. And today, it wasn't the words of a well-meaning friend or a, a super awesome adult in my life. Today, I needed Jesus, and I needed to go right to him. For the rest of you, listen to this commercial first but always go to Jesus first. Always. But here's my commercial anyways. Thank you for listening for that. I enjoyed to do a little advertisement in there. You actually can earn a little money. And when I say a little money, I have done this podcast for like a little over a year now, and I'm up to $20. So yay me. Anyways, I have not cashed that out because I'm going to just let it ride. And when I hit something big, then who knows? Maybe I'll do something fun with it, or maybe I will just give it to a great cause. Anyways, not really the point as much as Psalm 34. What a great psalm to read when you're having a bad day, right? Well, let me just blow your mind a little bit because that was the NIV version, and there's sort of this interesting, almost very Lutheran-y side of me that says, like, that sort of, like, the official, but I love, love, love Eugene Peterson's version of the Bible called The Message, and let me read Psalm 34 to you in The Message, it's so good. I bless God. Hold on. Let me just quick explain though. The message is the Bible that was translated by Eugene Peterson into just everyday language that people could identify with. Like me talking to you only a step above because Eugene Peterson's pretty smart. So it's going to sound way different than the version that you heard at the beginning. So I'm going to start over again, but this is still, if you're having a terrible, rotten, very good note, not, no, very, no, I can't even say it. I had it completely on my screen so I didn't <laughs> so I didn't wreck it and now I'm wrecking it anyways so if you are having a terrible horrible no good very bad day you can go to Psalm 34 and if you want it just in the everyday language go to the message version version For heaven's sakes, I'm going to have to wrap this up soon because my mouth is going crazy. Here it is. I bless God every chance I get. My lungs expand with his praise. I live and breathe God. If anything, if things aren't going well, hear this and be happy. Join me in spreading the news. Together, let's get the word out. God met me more than halfway. He freed me from my anxious fears. Look at him. Give him your warmest smile. Never hide your feelings from him. When I was desperate, I called out, and God got me out of a tight spot. God's angels set up a circle of protection around us while we pray. Open your mouth and taste. Open your eyes and see how good God is. Blessed are you who run to him. Worship God if you want the best. Worship opens doors to all his goodness. Young lions on the prowl get hungry, but God-seekers are full of God. Come, children, listen closely. I'll give you a lesson in God-worship. Who out there has a lust for life? can't wait each day to come upon beauty? Guard your tongue from profanity and no more lying through your teeth. Turn your back on sin. Do something good. Embrace peace. Don't let it get away. God keeps an eye on his friends. His ears pick up every moan and groan. God won't put up with rebels. He'll cut them from the pack. Is anyone crying for help? God is listening ready to rescue you. If your heart is broken, you'll find God right there. If you're kicked in the gut, he'll help you catch your breath. Disciples so often get into trouble. Still, God is there every time. He is your bodyguard, shielding every bone. Not even a finger gets broken. The wicked commit slow suicide. They waste their lives hating the good. God pays for each slave's freedom. No one who runs to him loses out. I love that so much. That speaks my language. 18 is that verse that I said is so great. When you've lost somebody that you love so much, if your heart is broken, you'll find God right there. If you're kicked in the gut, he'll help you catch your breath. I love verse 19, disciples so often get into trouble. Still, God is there every time. God's word just picks us up, dusts us off, and lets us start over. He picks us up every single time. I read a devotion written by a man named Chad Byrd. Who is genius? He is so spirit-filled, so knowledgeable of Hebrew, the um, knowledgeable about the scriptures, and he does this amazing job tying it all together. And I have gotten so many great things from reading his scripture. And I'm laughing my head off because in telling you all that, I feel like I lost my point. But he does something similar in terms of sharing that like God is a God is a God of all people, and He is a God that is right there no matter how broken you are. And the thing that I really wanted to share was, it's not us asking for forgiveness. Christ already died. He's on the cross for us, whether we ask for it or not. He died for you. Believe it or not. Believe it or not. He died for you. That's how much he loves you. And it is so somewhat foreign when you don't understand it and you don't believe it or you don't feel it or you don't know it but it is so true we get into trouble and God is there every time and he will continue to be there every single time because he is so good and I love the message version of that Daniel Powder's song, Bad Day, starts with the lyric, starts with the lyrical question. I kind of like saying that. I feel like that's something that Alex Trebek would have said on Jeopardy. And the question is, where is the moment we needed the most? Well, I will tell you, it is the moment when Christ died and he went to hell and he rose again for us when he defeats sin, death, and the devil, and he rises again so that we will live eternally with him when we accept that free gift of grace. That's the moment that we needed the most. And so, like Daniel Powder says, um, you had a bad day, the camera don't lie. Isn't that the truth, though? Because you can look at pictures And you can be like, yeah, clearly was having a bad day, right? Because the camera don't lie. Um, But in the end, he's like, you had a bad day. We all are going to have bad days. We're not bad day free because we love Jesus. Jesus had bad days. Being crucified probably tops all of our bad days right so we're gonna have bad days but he doesn't leave us God is there God is present and it gives you the opportunity to reach out to him in a wide variety of ways let's start with a psalm psalm 34 you had a bad day you can turn it around pretty quickly with the psalm have a great day friends I love you so much